This is the Score to Follow podcast. Welcome to another Score to Follow podcast. I'm your host Dan Laundy and with me are Neil Mundy. Hello. And Mark Annals. Hello. This is the, as promised, England preview pod. Uh, so we're just going to have a quick look at the squad, uh, talk about England's group in a bit more detail and uh, decide that England are definitely coming home early again. So uh, without further ado, Neil and Mark, uh, let's start with uh, the England squad then. What did you make of Gareth's picks? Um, there's a couple of surprises, um, I think. Um the fact that he's only gone with one recognised left back surprised me a bit, and the only recognised left back we have, um, we do have, is been out injured most of the season, which I think is a little bit risky. We've also got players who can play there. Um, Fabian Delph, he's played there most of the season for Man City. Should point out the only uh, actual left back in the side is Danny Rose. Yes, yes, well done. Um, yeah, Danny Rose is the only one, only one we got in there. Um, and obviously Ashley Young's been playing there for United, but then again, they're not they're not natural left backs, which I think is always always a risk. I mean, I would as I would have taken Bertrand as uh, as the as the backup. Yeah, he's um, come out publicly this week and said that uh, Southgate's made an oversight in not picking him because he played <laughs> in all the systems that uh, Southgate mm, uh, yeah w- may use him in. Uh, yeah, so so backed himself. There's that. Um, I mean, and, and I, I probably would have. I mean, it's obviously come from me, an Arsenal fan. I probably would have taken Jack Wiltshire because it just gives it gives us something different. He's there's no no one else in that midfield really who's going to who's going to really you know get the ball and drive on. Um, apart from you could say Loftus Cheek does that a little bit, um, but he's a slightly different player. I got, it's weird looking at it but I think because of the way we're looking at it on a screen and they've, they've categorised defenders midfielders forwards there's five midfielders that looks light by anyone's standards but Obviously. having said that Delph and Ashley Young could be counted as midfielders so that perhaps knocks it up a bit but it still feels a little bit like I mean you know well and I suppose the system they're playing you Sterling or Rashford or Vardy for that matter could all yeah, play on a flank true. even even Welbeck actually yeah but there is a, probably a lack of really I mean you've got three well maybe f- yeah I suppose all of those midfielders there. so there's Ali Dyer Henderson Lingard and Loftus-Cheek and I suppose all of them are at least four out of five you would say are central midfielders mm. so but yeah just just uh, just something I noticed I hadn't really noticed it before is that they're perhaps a little bit light in that area I mean to be fair, like you say, also the midfielders that are names there are all, all pretty central. But in the in the defenders, you've got players that can play as obviously play right backs and left backs, but also can play as wing backs, play mm. further forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, which obviously Ashley Young, you know, is, is you know he's a right winger by trade, um, so he could he could play there, and and obviously Kyle Walker, it looks like he's going to play to play on the right of a of a a central three, yeah, but obviously he can, he can obviously um, play play wide as well. So we've we've got we've got some options. I think that's a really interesting tactical gamble by Southgate because mm. obviously seeing um, Walker as having the pace to 
be able to atone for any uh, errors or any breaks in behind. But More just, so than if he's playing as wing back where he might be caught up the pitch. Yeah. So it might be a, a, a really good idea. Mm-hmm. It might be an inspired choice to do that. But um, the only thing is, he's not obviously he's not a natural centre back. So would you you know his positioning may come into question sometimes. But on the flip side, uh, if he gets pulled out wide from a central position to uh, I don't know uh, track down a. a a winger, yeah. he's used to being out there. Whereas if you've got a Gary Cagill who, who's always very central, yeah. perhaps not as comfortable going out into the wider areas. So I think it's I think that's a fifty-fifty. Mm, and I suppose if he does get pulled up, while you've in, you've always got Eric Dyer who just drop back, um, possibly drop back into that position because he's you know sort of grown up as a centre back, isn't he? So who are you um, against? Say England needs to. Something against Belgium in the last group game. Mm. Who are you playing in defence um, in the three centre back roles? The Cahill is obviously a no-brainer. He's done that at Chelsea. Then I'm not. Then I can't really decide. I think it's it's quite difficult. Phil Jones, Harry Maguire, John Stones. With what's available there, you'd have. To, I think you'd probably have to go with three recognised defenders. In mm. the sense, you'd probably would have to go Cahill, Jones, and Stones, but. It's not a back three that feels me with any confidence. Yeah, I mean, I, I know back threes are different because, you know, like cent- central defences are built on partnerships, aren't they? But back threes are slightly different, but it doesn't feel very settled, does it? I mean, you'd probably have to go for those three for experience, but I'd, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably go as far as saying that um, Harry Maguire should be one of those three because I've been really impressed with him uh, this season. I have, uh, but I just don't know whether just you throw him in. Mm. Yeah, in, in such an important. It's built like an absolute fridge as well. Isn't he it? is. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's turning circles any better than Tom Huddleston. <laughs> this is true. Similar may, stature. He may turn slower than an oil tanker. I mean, you posed the question. Um, what would you do? I don't know. I posed it because I don't really know the answer. I, I guess. I mean, you'd, you'd almost certainly pick Cahill, um, and then it's two from three, I suppose. I mean. Yeah, they've all got their weaknesses. I kind of, I do quite like Harry Maguire. Um, it's interesting that we've all said Cahill needs to be in that back three. When a little while back he wasn't even in contention to go. Yeah. He's out of favour. He wasn't he? playing for Chelsea, was he? Yeah. It's experience, though, isn't it? He's been there before, uh, so you know, and he's the only one in that squad really. I mean, I suppose Phil Jones has been around the squad, so I'm not sure if he's been to a World Cup before. Correct decision to take Jones and not Smalling. I mean, I've never really been a fan of Smalling, but. He, you know, again, he comes with that international experience. He plays for a big club, big games. I think he gets caught under the ball a lot, personally. Um, so I'm, I'm in support of the decision not to take him. But you do look at the others that have come in. And Stones hasn't had a great year. He's not played a lot of football. They both have their weaknesses for me. I don't, I don't think one's Smalling and Jones. I don't think one's much stronger than the other. I think they're be- they're they're um they're sort of they're better at different things, yeah. aren't they? Well, if they complement each other, perhaps they both play. Yeah, James is still more likely to get his knee caught over his head and score (laughs) a goal from nowhere. Whilst pulling a really strange face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there's there's always that element. Okay, so in our opening game, let's let's kind of pick a team as we go. Um, So in the opening game, then we're saying back three. We'd probably like to see Jones, Cahill, and then I think you two are out voting me and going with Maguire over. Stones. If it, yeah, against Tunisia, I think 
you play Maguire. If it like say if the first game was against Belgium, then I think that's when you'd play Cahill. Jones, well, I'm looking more to try and put together a settled side. Yeah, what we yeah. think the tide should be going through the tournament. So I sort of want Maguire to play just because he's a massive grok and <laughs> I think he'll just upset things and he'll just not, and like the, some of the other players from the other teams won't come up against a player like him. So it could be interesting. I could be completely wrong, but. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you're going for a if well if you're going for for a side that you're going to play through the tournament, then I suppose really, I mean, he he's got to go for Cahill, Jones, and I I probably I, I reckon I reckon he'd go for Carl Walker as the right sided one, and then and then you've got Cahill in the centre and Jones. Yeah, but it's what we're doing. Would you go with that as your back three? Well, I wouldn't mm. pick a back three. I don't think I'd pick because I don't think there's enough options there. I, I would go for that because John Stones, like you say, hasn't had that much football. He's uh, this well. He's not played all season, has he? So oh, he's a ball playing centre half, though. He does like to come out and, and dally on the ball and, and try and pick a pass. Yeah, it's hard to know, ball. like because the three at the back thing makes a bit, things a bit more complicated because like. When there's two, you know that one can do what the other one can't, if you see what I mean. So you play a ball playing. The, the best example is obviously Ferdinand and Vidic. Yeah. You know, with the, Vidic being the more stopper and Ferdinand being the classier, pacier, playing the ball out of the bank. You'll love that. <laughs> okay. It's true. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's difficult. When, when you add an extra defender in, I'm not sure. You obviously need still need those, but you need something else. Well, I'm sort of trying to stick to Gareth's. Gareth. Gaza. Formation, what he's intending to use. Okay, but our picks. Yes. Okay, right. I would I would go for the three at the back then. I would go for um I'd go for Cahill, Walker, and Maguire. Okay, let's throw in the cat amongst pigeons, because I don't think any of us have got that the same. Right. So I mean perhaps that suggests that defensively there's obviously uh a lack of consistency there. I think there is an issue there. I, I think I think there's no question about that because those players just haven't played together enough, and there isn't a defensive partnership. I mean, against my better judgment, I would go Cahill, Jones, and Stones, and I'd keep Carl Walker out wide right. I'm not having Jones and Stones because they rhyme, and it was, <laughs> so I'm going to put McGuire in for that reason. Um, <laughs> That's not a footballing reason. <laughs> it is. There's a reason why I'm not an England manager or of any any standard. Imagine if England's best two players were a, was Mark a bloke Ryan called Rock is. and another bloke called Doc, and Neil <laughs> and Neil went. No, we can't possibly have them in the same team. No, I like Rock and Doc. That works. <laughs> not Dick and Dom. <laughs> they um, definitely can't be in it. Um, no. Um, I'm I'm having Pickford in goal. By the way, 100%. yes, I was going to say uh, yeah, yeah. kind of uh, some solidarity behind that back. Three. There's, yeah, there's no picking yep. You don't. You think you're not that keen on Butland, are you? Because um, I linked him to Liverpool <laughs> on a previous pod. He's all right. I just, I just don't. For Liverpool, I don't think he's any better than what we already have. Uh, and I think Pickford, although he has tiny arms, which is <laughs> a slight deficiency in a goalkeeper, is. Uh, is I'd never noticed. And and he's Everton, so you're comfortable with a blue nose being being yeah, England's yeah, number one. Yeah. No, no problem with that. Um, yeah, I, I probably tend to agree. I, I do like Butland. I'd be happy for Butland to go in, but I think he's had a, a stop-start season. And Stoke, you know, he didn't get a lot of cover at Stoke, did he, in fairness? But 
Pickford seems literally off. threw one in his own goal. You know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they will do that. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. I can vouch for that. Um, yeah, you'd you'd probably have to go Pickford out of the three, but to be honest, I think there's very much a coin toss between Pickford and Butland. Um, the only reason I'm discounting Pope is simply that he really hasn't played for England, and to, to yeah. then throw him in as your number one in the World Cup seems yeah. crazy. No, he's yeah, always going to be back up, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done well for Burnley, and he may get the chance, but yeah, I think he's. I think you're right. He's a reserve. All right, so we're unanimous on the keeper at least, if not at the back. <laughs> um, so let's move into midfield. Have we picked the wing backs? Well, that's going to form part yeah. of our midfield. Uh, so okay. you do three five two rather than five three. Yeah. I see. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. So, uh, pick your wing backs. It's going to be harder for you because you'll have to pick Trippier because you've already put Carl Walker at centre half. So. Can I change my mind? No. Yeah. I'm picking Carl Walker, by, by the way. Yeah. Shockingly. Yeah, no. I, don't uh, mean, and, um, I uh, totally agree. I mean, Spurs obviously had them both at one point. Who's the other clown? Um, Danny Rose. The other clown? <laughs> Kieran Trippier. They're all clowns for me. Um, they're not. I don't know why I'm saying that. Um, yeah, it's going to be Danny Rose. Although there's an argument for Ashley Young if you're going, if you're going more defensive. He's done well defensively. I don't like putting legs. square pegs in round holes. He's done very well there for you. I mean, he's more of a left back than anything else now. I'd say. I bet he, he always comes in on his right foot though. You're not going to get any whip really. I thought you said Habib no, Bay then. I was going to say he doesn't play for him. Habib Bay, late late call up. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with those those two those two lads. They can be my my flying wing backs so, down the line. Yeah, the former former Spurs pair. Mm-hmm. Well, Obviously, one of them's still there, but I mean, yeah. they were a pair. Yeah, for now. Uh, so you can't do that. As I can't change my mind. Um, I'm going for Trippier and and Rose. So a, that's definite Spurs pair. So either way, it's Spursy. Well, let's hope it's not Spursy. Let's hope it's not Spursy. Obviously, well, <laughs> historically Spursy. <laughs> okay, so, so let, you're going for that as well, then, I assume. You're going for Walker and uh, Walker and Rose. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, move. We need to, to amalgamate this team at the end. We will. <laughs> we will. We'll have a, a finalised England lineup for everybody to uh, boo and hiss at. Good. On, when they come back through Heathrow in a few weeks. So. Let's move into centre of midfield then. Uh, holding midfielders for you, would you play one, would you play two? Looking at the squad, you've got Deli Alley, Eric Dyer, Jordan Henderson, Eric, Jesse Lingard, and Ruben Loftus Cheek. Um, I'm a bit surprised he didn't take Lalana. Again, I suppose injuries perhaps had an yeah, impact on that. But. Um, uh, hard. Yeah. I think the fact that Loftus Cheek is in there is brave, but I also think. You must feel as though it's been forced upon him that the, the lack of yeah. other other options that are out there. Not uh, that he's I mean, a bad player by any means, but I mean, let's that, uh, let's massage his ego further. You're obviously picking Dele Alli. There's, there's no way you're not going to pick him. Um, yeah, but you're not going to play him at defensive midfield, are you? I suppose. No, not defensive. But I'm just getting the mid- midfield positions boxed one by one. Yeah, sorting okay, out so the easiest. We can all agree Dele Alli will be in there. Team, can we? Cause, <laughs> well, no, because there was some debate that perhaps Jesse Lingard had done enough to get ahead of him, but Mark's shaking his head without verbally confirming it, so I'll do it for him. Lingard's done well, but I'd take... I'd yeah, take I'd, I'd, yeah, you'd, you'd take Ali. I mean, regards to the midfielders, I don't think there's really a lot of choice of what you can do with that. I think it just picks itself. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends what... I've sort of got confused about Eric Dyer and what he is. 
Is he a holding midfielder? For England. He's more of a box-to-box player, really, isn't he? For England, he's a holding midfielder. Because then it's between him and Henderson, isn't it, for that spot? If you're only playing I mean, he's for Spurs, really, but I think long-term they see him as a centre-half. But Yeah. Certainly for England, he's seen as... And he performed well there for England generally. It might depend on what kind of who you're playing because I think I think he's probably better defensively, but then Henderson's quite good at picking the ball up and sort of spraying the, spraying the ball and spraying it sideways. You mean? <laughs> no, I don't mean. To be honest, I think Jordan Henderson gets a bad rap. But I actually think he uh, he can he can pick a ball. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if perhaps if you're playing a team you expect to beat, you play him. And then perhaps if you're playing a team where it's a bit more defensive, you go for Dyer. Perhaps. I'm not a manager. <laughs> well, no, I mean, to be honest, my, my midfield three, I'd probably have Henderson and Dyer both in there with Ali at the tip, yeah, of, at the tip of that. Yeah, there's an argument to be made for that. Yeah. Then you've got like a deep line playmaker almost. You've got... And they're the three most experienced. With Lingard coming off the bench, you can imagine he could do some, do some damage. Yeah, Mark, anything to... Uh, throw into that mix would you change that three would you put Loftus-Cheek in there maybe um, no um, I'd like to but I think just his lack of experience at that level at the moment just counts against him so I think you have to go with Eric Dyer um, played well the other night I thought in his uh, appearance yeah no I do like him I do like him but I think yeah I think it's just going to have to be Dyer Henderson and then Ali just in front. Yeah, Lingard. Lingard um, off the bench can do some damage, but I don't think he does enough starting. Okay, I think we've probably got that. Nailed that. Nailed that down. So let's look into the forward areas now. It's obviously, Welbs and uh, Vardy. That's, that's obviously the two yeah. we're going with. Welbs and Vardy. <laughs> Clearly. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a lock. Uh. I assume it will be Kane and Sterling. I'd like it to be Kane and Rashford, personally. Um, it's a weird one because well, for, for, for things like Raheem Sterling is under forwards, but he's not really <coughs> a, 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 a striker, is he? I mean, I I wouldn't I'd play Sterling. I think because I think if you're looking to if you're looking to replicate what Spurs do, and Spurs make it very much. Gearing their game towards Harry Kane, not a one-man team. No, no, no. Any stretch of imagination, but they they're set up to get the best out of Harry Kane. So if you're looking to do that, I, you do, I mean, you don't want to play Vardy with him because then that's two sort of centre forwards running in this, making the same run. Still not convinced by Vardy. He's quite a good impact player, I think. To come yes, on. but I, never a starter for me. Yeah, and I think Rashford feels the same. He feels like another player you could bring on. <clears throat> do some damage whereas I think Sterling is used to playing in that slightly withdrawn sort of almost number 10 type role and I think he could he could do he could do that uh, he would be my pick I, to be honest if it was my system and rather than what Southgate's going with I'd have like a front three but I'd have like wide attackers so yeah. I'd have Kane in the middle I'd have Sterling one side and Rashford the other yeah no I, I could see that but, um, I could see that working Again, perhaps against the, the biggest... It depends, because England might set themselves up to contain sides that they're threatened by rather than just going at them, which yeah. I think as fans, we'd all just like to see England just go and have a go. You know, If they come home and be beaten a few times because at least they've had a go, at least you can say, well, they tried, they just weren't good enough. 
Yeah. What I don't want to do is be set up defensively for three games and still come home uh, too early. I mean, I'd I'd like him to play two strikers. I'd like, I'd like him to say play Kane and Vardy together, but I think that you can't really. You play Vardy over Rashford as a as the second striker, would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How come? He's got more goals than him. Jamie Vardy's got more goals in him than Rashford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I suppose league statistics would suggest you're right, although my only thing with that is that with Vardy, the only way Vardy really gets goals is if he's given balls to run onto. Yeah, mm-hmm. Not yeah, all of his goals, by any means. Yeah. I mean, that goal against West Brom this year was you know, yeah. obviously world-class, but um, generally his goals are Mahrez picks the ball up on halfway, yeah. sees Vardy on the, on, on the move, yeah. finds him, Vardy yeah, finishes. He's a, he's a weird player in that his pace seems to have got more explosive as he's got older. If you're playing Belgium, I don't really know how he's done that. Yeah, before. I think I think though, really, it'd be Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling just on, like, no, yeah, just 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 behind. But no, you no, you would go wrong, wrong, but you'd go Vardy. No, no, I, I if I'd go, I'd go for Sterling, Sterling, but I would like to, I would like for Kane and Vardy to <coughs> play as a two together and see, obviously, see how it works. But ultimately, yeah, I think, yeah, Harry Kane up I think front. Might have to change formation for that to work, possibly. Yeah. Oh yeah, it wouldn't work in this system. No, I think. No, when you'd have to, you know, more of a traditional like four four two probably. So the to actually do it, but yeah, um, Sterling just behind Kane, up front for me. The score to follow finalised World Cup side then. It's an important. Do you want to um? Do you want to announce them like uh, over the over the tannoy at the match? So, in goal. Number one, Jordan Pickford. No, I'm not going to do that throughout. It'd be ridiculous. Um, so we've got Jordan Pickford starting as number one in goal. Um, we've discounted Alexander Arnold, you know, in the wing backs area. But yeah, but I think the wing back area is quite strong. I mean, I'd love to see him get some game time. I think he probably will at some point. And he may, he may even they may even decide to play him in midfield because he's he is a midfielder by trade, a converted midfielder. So. Oh, really. So he could be another option. I mean, to be honest, we played him there and he was bobbins <laughs> against Chelsea. But he, he was he was out of practice. He hadn't really played. Was well, he a sent mid by trade or what? Yeah. Like he is. He's kind of centre stroke, almost attacking. Him. Well, he's done well too. He's built for it. Isn't he? He's a big guy. He, he, may, he may go back there one day. I, I, I suspect, but maybe later in his career, yeah. not at the moment while he's riding a wave. No, I mean he's doing really well at the moment, and yeah, you know, but you, you wouldn't pick him over Carl Walker, of course. He's an established international playing for the champions. So, but no. but you know, I'm sure he'll get some minutes. I hope he does. Seeing as you walk Carl Walker up, um, we had Pickford in goal, so we've got Carl Walker um, just about at right back, despite Mark putting him in a back three. Uh, we've got Danny Rose as the left back, pretty unanimous there. Uh, in the middle. Generally, we've got Gary Cahill across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we agreed that Phil Jones would start. And then there's some conjecture of whether or not it would be Stones or Maguire. But I think you guys outvoted me. I think you guys outvoted me. So we've got Maguire yes. finishing off back three. Refrigerator man. <laughs> Midfield, we're unanimous across, across the board. So we've got... Um, uh, Eric Dyer, Jordan Henderson, both starting with uh, Deli Ali at the tip of that three, uh, and then up front we've got Harry Kane. And despite Mark's protestations, I think we've got 
Um, Raheem Sterling. It'll annoy Piers Morgan as well if, if Sterling plays. So that's that's just a bonus. Yeah, that's. Uh, do you know what? In fact, I, I want him to score and then go and point his leg at the crowd. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Piers Morgan might explode. I wanted Rashford to start, but just for that, <laughs> I'm willing to concede and let Sterling take his place. Excellent. Good. I think we boxed this. Mm-hmm. Um, so England to win all three matches uh, by five goals. Well, we need to look uh, at the fixtures, I suppose. So uh, so they open up on Thursday. No. Nope. Sunday. Sunday? Oh, no, sorry. Monday. The World Monday. Cup starts on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, think. England starts on um, Monday, isn't it? Yeah, I, I knew something. Well I, done. I haven't, I haven't really had any knowledge tonight. So. No, you're correct. So England's first game is June the 18th, uh, opening against Tunisia, evening game. So we'll all be able to watch it on TV. Um, expecting a tough game to be honest. I think Tunisia qualified quite well. But do you think that England team's got enough to see off Tunisia? It should do. Uh, could be one of those ones where England sometimes have a nervy draw starting off, don't they? As long as it's not like the Algeria maybe game. It's a, maybe it's a nervy draw. Do you remember the Algeria game a few years back? Uh, sort of dross, nil-nil, yeah. Rooney moaning at the camera. Yeah, that was uh, that was like a black hole of a game, wasn't it? Terrible, should be forgotten. <laughs> and I've just bought it up, so... Literally got nothing to recommend it whatsoever. Um, yeah... I think it might be a nervy draw. I'm going to go for a nervy draw. Yeah, it could be a nervy draw. They've then got Panama, which you really would expect them to uh, to take the points. Mm. They shouldn't slip up against Panama. They don't have a lot of quality and uh, inexperienced at playing in World Cups, obviously, so adrenaline might get them through to a degree, but England really should be able to unlock Panama. So that should be four points. Yeah, and, I think that would matter. And then... Belgium flip of a coin the strongest squad haven't they man for man but they don't often seem to come together it's like Spain for all the years where they had a great team but never quite made it till they eventually did I think that's another draw I mm. think it's, it's what I think it, it might almost almost be one of those where teams don't physically do this but they mentally shake hands and go well we're both going through probably um, so you've got England down as potential group winners there then if, if they get five points uh, possibly, I guess, yeah. Um, depends on the other games, of course, but how the other games shake down. Because Belgium will probably be Panama and mm. they might be Tunisia. And they would go for it. I think they'll finish second in the group. I think they'll finish yeah. second in the group. Yeah. Okay, so. so if we're saying second in the group, I think, doesn't that mean they play or they have the potential to play? Um, I haven't really done enough research on this. Group G. So yeah, that's it's a weird group G. Oh no, sorry, Group H. Play yeah, so they likely have Poland or Colombia. Yeah. Which is no walk in the park. Colombia certainly not. Well, I don't think we've got we've got a fairly good record against Poland. I think. Um, England used to seem to play Poland all the time. Yeah, in qualifiers and things. Don't seem to have played them in a while. But uh, beyond that, it's, it's pointless predicting what could happen after that because all the permutations. But apart from going home, this was that was what was going to sort of finish. This They're going to win it. This They're with what, win. what? What's your maximum expectation? Because one thing that's got to be said about this particular England squad is it's not particularly full of star quality. There's not loads of press build up, and there seems to be a lot more openness between this squad and the press than there's ever been. I mm. think there was an event the other day where all 23 yeah. players were available to talk to at once, which is. I don't think it's ever happened before, but I think it's like the NFL do that. I don't know. I, I believe. Yeah, 
yeah, uh, I imagine they do because they're quite open in, in the NFL as well. Um, yeah, I mean, they talk, they're talking quite well, aren't they? They're giving a good image of themselves. I really like Gareth Southgate as a person. I think he's, I think he's a really affable, knowledgeable. And he's handled some big decisions really well because obviously yeah. in this campaign they've they've got shot of Rooney, broke yeah. the record, and then no, kind of let him fuss. slip away. Yeah. Uh, Joe Hart made the right decision. Jack Wilshere was again a big decision, arguable, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they, they could probably get. I mean, like, that, that would be a tough second round game. I mean, quarterfinals would potentially be drawn against Germany. I think. Right. I think the quarters would probably. Quarters. <laughs> I think the quarters would probably be most England fans' maximum expectation, and that's maximum. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, they. What was it last World Cup? They went out. They went out of with one point. So, you know, they that could happen again, conceivably. Oh, was that the one point shot. that they got got in the in Costa Rica, Rica game? The really one. dreadful game. Yeah, <laughs> another, another one. one. Black hole in the game. <laughs> yeah, and the one thing I'd say about this squad is I don't think there's anyone in there that's um, kind of going to cause a fuss. There's nobody in there that's got a circus around them. I feel like no. it's much more team rather than sort of individual superstars like having a Rooney there or the yeah. golden generation as it was yeah. it, it feels a little bit calmer yeah I think it's died down completely all that stuff hasn't it I think you saw that swept away gradually in the last few years there really isn't it's very understated now the way this England team goes about its business and it, it could it could cause a bit of an upset probably reflecting the manager's yeah. personality yeah yeah they've taken that on yeah I think and uh you know, they, they might actually, they, they, they've got the ability to surprise a few people, possibly. It could be a bit like, um, different sort of scenario, but it could be a bit like Italian 90 when no one expected England to do anything and they got to the semis. Well, let's like. kind of hope that regardless of what happens, assuming that England at least perform, that they don't kind of give Gareth Southgate loads of abuse when they eventually do come home, because that's what we tend to do, isn't it? Well, that's what the press tends to do, isn't it? But... <laughs> I mean, you know, the, it, we mentioned the Sterling thing, but that was absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, that, that's already started. The media still seem really split on that. You can see sort of some of the more highbrow um, journalists. It was very 50-50. Some believe it was potentially subconsciously racially motivated. Others say he probably deserved what he got. But For me, there's no doubt about it when you look at the amount of headlines that he's got for innocuous things like buying his mum a sink and um, you know things like that like why are they picking on this particular person I'm going to play devil's advocate because although I agree with you the sink thing wasn't that sort of the day after England got back from the the Euros or something and they'd gone out and then he posted a picture of England, like this sink with diamond encrusted so you can see how it might wind people up whether it was uh, misjudged there's nothing wrong with it Could really but he's got every right to buy his mum a sink you know, like in the day, he's not even bought it from himself. I can't, I'm not quite sure why we got onto this. I don't disagree. But I don't but, disagree. But, but yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of nonsense. Really. I think we're just making the point that the media will likely pick holes. Yeah, regardless. they'll focus on because there always is. And, but I think I'm hopeful that like things, just in the recent last few years in general, People are not more avoiding the red tops and the newspapers now, and not not they're not as key opinion makers as they they'd like to think. One thing I would say as a as a Tottenham fan, I think it's a really big tournament for Harry Kane because obviously, uh, I've been appointed captain. I, I know that's not such a big deal 
now as it perhaps once was, the way it's been shared around. Um, but I think from a goal-scoring perspective, I think he probably needs to have an impact on an international competition. Without wanting to put that weight on him, I think he probably needs to uh, fire England to a few wins. It's the same with Rooney though, wasn't it? They kept saying that Rooney needs to do it on the, on the stage. And he didn't, obviously, Rooney didn't score in a... In a, in a in a um, international competition like for ages did he? No he didn't score a World Cup for years he? no. he's still England's top goal scorer yeah. so he probably doesn't care No <laughs> Well you've got to give the guy credit he had a good career no mm. doubt but um, I just hope that Harry Kane for his own sake gets a few in this tournament and it'll sort of get people to get that monkey off his back Yeah I think so um, I assume so, you know it's a dreaded word when it comes to England, but I assume he'll be on the penalties should they get one. I would think and so. And I'm assuming he'll yep. be either first or last taker in any potential shootout. But hopefully last taker when it comes to corners. <laughs> <laughs> Behind Iago Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a link back to the previous Reference pod. back to our previous pod. Go and listen to it now, listeners, because we're finishing this one up shortly. Mm. Um, so England, hopefully then, quarterfinals, um, and anything beyond that is a bonus. Um, it's a young squad generally I, I think I think if they get out of the group and uh, you don't want to say like that's low in expectation but they get to the second round and get beat in the manner that they, depending on the manner they get beat I don't think anyone's going to be well some people will so be, I mean I think it comes down to performance yeah if they got through the group and then lost 4-2 to Colombia for example yeah. you couldn't say it would be a surprise if if Colombia really turned on the heat on yeah, that particular occasion, so that. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I think you just want you just want to see in, uh, well, just a, a manager of England just get the best out of his players finally in a tournament because, like I said, we go into tournaments with so much hope. You know, we usually qualify. You know, with, you know, flying colours without you know without losing a game or whatever, and then it comes to a tournament and we just flat to deceive. And yeah, on We're paper, like anti-German. Yeah. yeah. And yet on paper, this is probably one of the weakest England squads for some time. Mm. Well, not that they've ever shone particularly well. I think well. experience-wise, it's not. It's quite a young, young squad, isn't it? Sometimes that can work. Mm. Good team. Yeah. Less fear, less, less expectation. You don't win nothing with kids. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant impression. Thanks. <laughs> I, when I hear that back, I'll be uh, absolutely beside myself with rage because I'm sure it'll be awful. This is never going up, is it? This is half an hour wasted because you did a terrible Alan Hansen impression. Well, I felt it was necessary. Sometimes you put yourself out there and. Yeah. Right, well, I think we can uh, round this up. So, uh, fingers crossed, England have a, a great tournament. And we'll try and stay with you throughout with some uh, extra bonus pods throughout the World Cup. We still need to do our uh, silly, irreverent uh, jingles and um, past World Cups look back. Yeah, look out for that. That'll be something silly at some point with references to Stato again, I've no doubt. Um, up his head again. So it'll probably be after the uh, first round of games around that sort of time, so uh, look out for that. But until then, uh, we've been Scorer to Follow and we'll be back again soon.